Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. So today I want to have my friend Ashley Sorokis, who is a long time guest. You might know her. If not, you can go back and listen to episode seven, episode 53, episode 93. I'll have all of her episodes in the show notes for you. Um, She's been on many times, shared on things about websites, how to be yourself in your business, so many great topics, how to grow a business through a pandemic, just so much uh, information, so many gems from Ashley herself. And her and I, um, actually for a little bit of background, we are in a little mastermind ourselves. So every month we'll have little business chats and we'll connect. And um, I knew I want to have her on to talk about, you know, what to do when you're feeling stuck or uninspired, because we're both going through some transitions in our business. And she actually brought this up as a topic because we think it would be really timely uh, for you guys to learn about this as well. So I'm actually going to pass it on over to Ashley and um, get the conversation started. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I love how you call our little monthly chats a mastermind. It makes it sound really like official (laughs) and special. And it's like, no, we just get on and then we like bitch and brainstorm and just like, you know, it's nice to have someone else at the same level that you are. Actually, Mm -hmm. that's probably a good segue into, you know, what do you do when you're feeling stuck? You get someone else who is at the same level of your business and you talk it through with someone who knows. Because otherwise you have, you know, you're trying to talk it through with your mom or your best friend or your partner. And if they're not in business, they're going to not understand anything that you're talking about. Any other problems you have, they're just going to be like, we'll just do this or, or my favorite, just quit. Just don't do your business anymore. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's always nice when you have someone say, just quit. And you're like, but it's my life's mission. Like you wouldn't tell anyone else to just quit this you know, beautiful thing that they had and been envisioning for the last five or 10 years or whoever they wanted to help. You wouldn't say to Mother Teresa, this is really hard. Maybe you should just quit your your charity (laughs) that has helped thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, right? You don't just do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like how we just got in this conversation and I had mentioned, oh, I'm writing a blog post about this because I... Yeah, like you said, we're we're both kind of feeling it, it's not. I don't know if it's if you even say stuck. I think some people would say it's stuck. Um, I think when I was trying to figure out, it's so funny because when, of course, when I write a blog post, I always think of like the search engine optimization side. So I'm going through. I have a tool that I use, and um, and I'd put in, you know, like uh, feeling stuck in my business to see if there were other people that were searching for the same thing. And one that came up where people, people had apparently been searching, what if I can't handle my business? And mm. I think that's a really interesting connection between the two, because other than that, people are not searching this topic at all. So like when you look at the search engine optimization side, it's a horrible topic to even write a blog post about, but it's how I've been feeling. And I know from working in my program that I have with clients, my nine month program, that a lot of them have been feeling stuck. And so that's a lot of when we work through our questions on our Q&A periods that, you know, it's funny because I'm supposed to be apparently mentoring them or coaching through them through this, but yet 
I'm going through this at the same time for entirely different reasons. And so the first thing that I've mentioned in this blog post that I'm writing is like, if you expect that all of a sudden one day you're not going to feel stuck or you're going to know exactly what you're doing, you're going to be waiting a really long time. Because mm-hmm. I think honestly, that is the the journey of being an entrepreneur. I think we're like this subset of people that are... I don't want to say crazy, but there were these people that like, we're like, we don't like working 40 hours a week for someone else who tells us what to do. So we're going to go work 50 or 60 hours a week for ourselves. And we have no idea what we're supposed to be doing, but apparently we're supposed to know what we're doing. Like, I don't know who it is that made anyone else feel like we're supposed to know what we're doing. Maybe it's that we're adults. I don't know. It's like when you have a child and you take the child home from the hospital and you're like, am I supposed to know how to take care of this other human being that I am entirely responsible for? Because like, I don't feel like I'm there yet at all. And um, if any parents are listening to this, you never feel like you know what you're doing. Same thing, right? Having a baby, Mm -hmm. having a business, same thing. Um, So I think that's number one is getting your head around this expectation. I think this is also part of just being an entrepreneur is that everyone thinks that they're always supposed to have growth every year. It's always supposed to be an upward trajectory. It's always supposed to be easy. You're always going to know what you're doing. You're never going to feel stuck. That is all, those are all false. At some point, if you are pushing hard enough, if you are just a a human being who is attempting to just grow in your skill set, in your coaching, in um, your marketing, you're going to have these feelings come up. And I said to Steph, we were having our regular monthly chat before this. And I said, if you're working on something like branding or you're coming up with maybe a new program or a new offering, and if you don't feel stuck or if you don't feel like a failure of a human being, it's almost like you're not doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> good enough. It's almost like you're not doing it properly because a lot of these things will bring up a lot of feelings like, am I, you know, like, what am I here to do? What am I here to do in the world? Um, How am I going to get there? And um, so for me, you know, I'm getting ready to do some things in my business that I've never done before, like ads and um, perhaps even hiring a coach or someone to help me in my program. And those are all really scary things to me just because I haven't really done them before. I mean, I've done ads. I think I looked up the last time I did an ad in my business was in 2016 and I spent like $35 or something (laughs) on Facebook. Like I have not done ads for many years. I think we can all agree that in social media time, 2016 to 2021 is like, it might as well be a hundred years. It's only five, but Mm -hmm. it might as well be a hundred, right? So I'm feeling stuck or I was feeling really, really stuck last week because I just didn't know. I couldn't see the path forward. I was like, okay, I know I'm supposed to, or I know I I feel like the next step is ads. I feel like the next step might be hiring someone, but like I'm here at step zero and running successful ads and successfully having a coach and, and hiring a coach in my business feels like step 100. So I'm at zero. That's 100. How do I get from zero to 100? Like, what is this path going to look like, right? And um, so what I did, which is what I generally do when I'm feeling lost, is I made a spreadsheet, (laughs) which (laughs) not everyone feels the same way about spreadsheets for me. It might be a journal for someone else. It might be like writing down this vision of what they, what it looks like to them. For me, it's very, um, 
I do have that vision, but I also want to know like, what is each month going to look like? Like month to month, year to year, what is this actually going to look like for me, mainly with my cash flow? I always like to make sure that I don't know if it's this like, um, the woman part of me of like, I always need to have food in the pantry. I'm just not very risk averse where I'm willing to like, I do have a little bit of savings in my business account. And it's like, I don't know if I'm willing to take that entire chunk and like risk it. Cause I do see ads as a risk. You hear of people all the time that are like, I spent $10,000 on ads and it didn't do anything for my business. I'm like, Oh my God, that's like, that's real money. Like mm-hmm. that's real. That's like my you know, like that's like a new car for some people. Like that's, it's not like, I'm just like, oh, here's 10 bucks. Like that's a lot of money. So what I did is I mapped out, um, I, I got a spreadsheet and I knew, and I had done some research. That's kind of what I do. Step one is like research of like, if I'm feeling totally stuck and I don't know where to start, if I was in this like made up world where there were no consequences and I'm not actually taking these actions yet, what would the first step possibly be? So for me, it was, okay, I do know that I need to hire. I do know that I need to do ads. Now within that, how much do you spend on ads? How much do you spend when you hire someone? And so I started doing some research and looking up and and figuring out what are these um, almost like guideposts. Like apparently there's like percentages of what percentage of uh, revenue generated or how much you sell at the end of the day, how much you should be spending on those things. So I was like, okay, I have a guidepost now. So if let's just say I was able to sell $10,000 of this program, 25 to 3,500 or 25 to 35% should be spent on hiring a team to help support that program. Great. Now I have somewhere to start. So then what I did is then I kind of moved through And I planned out, okay, let's look at like, again, completely made up scenario. I like to kind of um, follow this idea of like, even if a plan's completely wrong, at least I have a plan. Like Mm -hmm. it might be totally wrong. I might not, I might end up completely the opposite direction or completely the opposite result of what the plan thought I would do or where I would be. But at least I knew what direction to go in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, This started when my son was in the hospital. Um, He spent four and a half months in the hospital when he he was born. And um, I remember saying to the surgeon like one or two months in, like, can I meet uh, a family? Like, do you think there would be another family that would be willing to talk to me about like what their experience has been with their child who had the same thing? And the doctor wouldn't let me. She like didn't understand why I wanted to do that. And I was like, it's so that I know kind of from the worst case to the best case scenario, like what is this spectrum of scenarios that we're going to have? And she was like, I'm not going to let you do that because I don't want you expecting the worst because then that could possibly happen. But I'm like, hey, but if I expect the worst and it happens, I won't be disappointed. This is like my weird thinking of like how my brain actually thinks. So this is like in my business too. I'm like, Hey, you know, I've just mapped out two and a half years of my business. If it completely fails. Oh, well, like this, this looks like a great three-year plan. If I even get halfway of the way there, I'll still consider myself successful. If I do better than that plan, of course, I think I'll be successful. So either way, I'm going to be successful. So that's what I did is I like mapped it out. So like for me, that's kind of step number one is taking like this really big goal and actually breaking it down into further steps. Once I had the kind of month by month um, and I broke it down of like month by month, this was all based on how much the program was making. So therefore I knew how many new people did I have to find for my program each month? And it really was other than months when I'm launching, it really was only one to two people a month. I'm like, okay, I can find 
one to two people a month for my program. That is not impossible, right? Like just when you look at numbers, like I know one to two new people. They're not necessarily ideal people, but hey, they're new people that I could talk with, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I go about it, step one. I don't know, Steph, if you go about it in different ways. It depends on why I'm feeling stuck. Like I definitely went through the period before the action of like, let's get into spreadsheet mode. There was absolutely a couple of days, mind you, I was also post-vaccine, so I wasn't feeling too hot. I had some side effects, but there was a couple of days where it was just like feeling bad that I didn't know how to get to where I wanted to go. And it was just like days of watching like reruns and like eating chocolate on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> so like, let's be real. I went through that period too. It's not like, hey, I'm like badass boss chick and I'm going to go and like figure this shit out. It was like, okay, I went through a couple of days of wallowing of like, I finished my curriculum and I went from knowing exactly what I was doing to then this like wide open void of now what? Now mm. what? It was like mm-hmm. the worst things to happen in, in business, right? The two worst words. Now what? Yeah. Well, you bring up a few good points. Like, I mean, I am kind of similar to you where I'll kind of fall into a pit for a little while. I'll be like exactly the same watching like office reruns and just like numbing myself a little bit to just be like, okay, it's very painful to be in the stuck spot. It's so uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's painful. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. It, It doesn't feel great. So it's like, okay, you know, how can I make this feel a little bit better for a while and, and kind of sit with that. And then I'm, I am like you where I'm like, okay, so, and I love what you said about, you know, like you're kind of at step zero or at step one and you can see step a hundred, but you're not there yet. So same with you where it's like, okay, I know I'm not just going to get, get to step a hundred right away. It's going to take me a lot of time um, and a lot of practice. So how can I get to step two? How can I get to step three? So just like you're saying, um, I'm not a spreadsheet person, as we all know, you're definitely, you definitely pull up my slack there. (laughs) Yeah. Steph, you're always like, um, do you want to send that spreadsheet over to me? And I'm like, yeah, I will. I will. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a spreadsheet person. I'm much more maybe like, I don't know, a brainstorm pros and cons list or, you know, something like that. But I don't think I've ever done a pros and cons. Us together would be like the dream team. Yeah. We do a pros and cons list. I'll send a spreadsheet. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just need some time to like really map it out and see, you know, like, okay, I'm feeling stuck. What's exactly like you said, what's that first step? And is this worth pursuing? Because I think there's just so many things in business that, you know, we try to fill our time with. We're like, oh, I'm feeling stuck because I've done this one project or I've worked with this one client. And what can I do now? Where, you know, as I've talked about in past episodes, you know, I'm trying to learn, don't just fill your time for the sake of filling your time. Yeah, don't just make more reels. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Instagram says you should be, right? (laughs) Yeah, but but I totally with you, Ashley. Like I think just sitting down and and being a little strategic, um, you know, maybe saying, okay, I might be feeling this one way emotionally, but like let's actually kind of look at numbers or let's sit down and and strategize what could work or not work. That's usually my first step. So And also putting in that plan, like there might be legitimately a time where you just need to rest. Like there are times where the answer might be to do nothing yeah. and you're actually stuck because you're trying to force something when like you have no energy to give to it. That's another way that sometimes I'll feel stuck and I'm just like, why? And this is almost like that intuition, like root knowing of like, why am I dragging my heels on this thing? Now let's be real. There are like a million and one tasks in our businesses where you're doing it and you're like, this does not excite me. 
Like yeah. writing these email sequences is not exciting. Um, sitting here and writing captions for Instagram, you know, posts, not exciting, at least to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are things that, I mean, there are really things that are not exciting, like bookkeeping that I actually have hired out. But um, there are always things that you don't want to do. But when there are things where you're like, I should be excited about this thing. Like I, I was excited about this thing six months ago when this idea first came to me and I thought I was going to sit down and like launch this new program or I was going to do this specific thing. Like maybe it's make a new quiz or maybe it's make a new lead magnet or make a new webinar or something for you to do. Like maybe you want to do a series of Instagram posts or Instagram lives or something. And like six months ago when you got this idea, you were like, oh my God, I'm so pumped up, but like I'm in the middle of this other project. So I'm going to delay that and like put it in my calendar for later on. And then you get to that thing and you're like, "Mm," like that, it doesn't feel right. And so feeling stuck in that case, there's a difference, I think, and this really comes from self-awareness. It comes a lot from an entrepreneur of knowing that there might be times where like, there's a difference between I need to legitimately rest versus I just don't want to do this thing because it's not like the sexy thing to do. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like kind of like setting up a found like setting up an email sequence is never like a sexy thing to do. Now it's sexy when it sells stuff on autopilot and you get like, hey, you got a sale and you get an email for that. Like that is sexy. But the actual writing of the email and setting up the system to get the sales on autopilots, not sexy. That's not mm-hmm. sexy at all. But if you legitimately are at like the beginning of a project and you're like, this did excite me. And it's not that I'm afraid of the work. It's that like, this really doesn't excite me anymore. And that's why you're sitting there feeling stuck and like sitting on the couch, watching the reruns. and Like you're not interested in doing the work that comes down to self-awareness that comes down to having a dialogue with yourself. That's where you get into the journaling. You're the less strategic at that point, And you're getting into the journal spiritual, like, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling right now? You know, is it that technology has changed? Is it that like that specific thing a year ago, like maybe a quiz a year ago would have been like the thing to blow up your business, but now your ideal client has changed or you're just offering a different program and that doesn't make sense anymore. And just because you had an idea three months ago, six months ago, a year ago that you thought was like the idea, the thing to change everything, it doesn't mean that it might, it's the right thing when it comes time to actually implement it. But you have to really look at it. And that's where it is helpful to possibly have someone else that is at a similar level in their business as you to hash through it, a coach, a mentor, someone else who's been there to ask you those questions, to prompt you to come up with the answers, the true answers for yourself, not the fear-based answers, not the like, I'm afraid of this work or I'm afraid of looking like a dummy or I'm afraid of like it failing and me falling flat on my face. That is a fear But the actual like gut knowing of like, this isn't the right thing for me or my business right now, that's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And leaving the space, like if again, we're feeling stuck or feeling uninspired, but we're pushing and we're like, but I got to do the work. And really we should be sitting back and observing and asking ourselves these hard questions. Like if we don't leave space for that, we're going to burn ourselves out because we're we're going to be doing the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so like mother nature doesn't produce 24 seven. Mother Nature goes through seasons where she is resting during the winter and, you know, the fall and the winter, and then she's starting to produce in the spring and the summer. If you are expecting yourself to be at a very high level, 24-7, 365 days a year, four seasons a year, you are going to burn out. So if you are feeling stuck, if you have other symptoms of burnout, 
um, you know, not of necessarily depression or anxiety, but if you're feeling like just lethargic overall, or um, if you think of even something that used to light you up and it doesn't anymore, like there are a lot of different, is it physical burnout? Is it mental burnout? Like there's a lot of, especially we're, you know, a year and a half into a global pandemic and we're starting to see the end of it. And depending on how you, you know, what was your vehicle that you weathered that pandemic in, you might be feeling rested and ready to enter the real world again, or you might be like, that was the hardest I ever worked in my entire life. I now need to rest now that we're on this hopefully safer side of it, right? So like, it's so individual. And the only person who can know whether it's fear or not being inspired or you need to rest, it, the only person who can give you that answer is yourself. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, when I learned that whole concept about your your business has seasons or we have seasons as people, I was like, wow, that is so truthful. And I can't always be in like summer visibility, putting myself out there. Like sometimes I need to be in the cocoon and come up with the ideas and rest and rejuvenate so I can be more visible. And in fact, that's even though we're in summer physically right now, at least here in Canada, I'm about to go into that fall winter season for the next month or so of like deep nourishment for myself. So that come September, especially in like health and wellness, September is kind of like that new school year kind of feeling like, you know, starting fresh feeling so that I can have that energy in September for all of you guys. I need to sit back and really have that fall winter period for myself. So that changed so much for me and actually just gave me the permission that like, it's okay to sit back in your business at some points if it makes sense and if it's going to help you like in the future. Yeah. Rest doesn't always mean like not being productive. Rest can sometimes be the most productive thing you can do Mm -hmm. because you're filling your own cup back up and you're actually building up your resiliency so that when you need to make the sprint, in a couple months or six months or whenever that is, when you need to do, to do the big launch to bring the project to fruition, you have the energy to do that. Yeah, that's very. It's all true. about the energy management, right? And no, again, no one can teach you these things but yourself. Being an entrepreneur is the ultimate experience in self awareness and, uh, I don't know what's the word with that like marathon like um your ability to go long periods of time and like not blow, like not burn yourself out in the beginning, but like pace yourself. Mm. Like this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. If you are building a business for the next, like it's so weird to think of like, like can you imagine in 10, 15, 20 years, Steph, when like we're still online entrepreneurs, but like we're old, <laughs> like what is that going to be? Like we have gray hair. Maybe we have grandkids. Maybe like, what is that going to be like? Like, are we still going to be entrepreneur? Are we still going to be like, like that's sound? It feels so weird yeah. to think of that. But like, when you're building a business, that's the time frames that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So, like, why are we so worried about like this decision that is going to affect our business three months down the road? When what we actually need to be thinking about is minimum one year down the road, five years down the road, ten years down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that and knowing that it's for the long run. So you don't necessarily jump into a quick decision. I mean, still try things out, like see, get your feet wet, especially when you're starting out. Like these are all going to be, you know, you're, you're just beginning. So you just have to try. But then even once you're a bit further along, like start asking yourself these questions of like, 
you know, what is the long term of my business going to look like? I, I love that so much. I love the whole it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. That just helps me so much because I would sprint every day. But then I also am like, you know, dead on the couch at night. I was going to say, we've all crashed and burned. It is not pretty. It's not helpful. It takes twice as long to come back from that. So like, why don't we just learn to not do that in the first place? Yeah, it's very true. I'm 38 years old now and I'm just starting to now realize like, oh, it's actually not better when I completely burn out and I'm sick on the couch or my anxiety takes over. Like, oh, that's not helping anyone. And most of all, it is not helping me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I knew it. I just wasn't ready to actually change because it's so fun doing the sprinting. Yeah. Sprinters get to win. Guess what? Marathoners also get to win. (laughs) It's like the tortoise and the hare, right? It's the tortoise who wins at the end, isn't it? Not the hare. I'd rather have the tortoise with his sanity intact than Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, I can be the hare. I just might be in a, you know, straight jacket, heavily medicated in all reality guys like I'm not saying I'm saying that as someone with anxiety and long-standing anxiety issues like yeah it was coming down to you know mental health and wellness or making more money mm. it's true and they say like you can't buy your health you can't not buy physical mental spiritual health true right? yeah here's to a business that is fun that feels good that is sustainable for the long run and that is not um taking every ounce of your sanity and squeezing you dry, right? I think it's like we can have a business that we really love. You just have to be so conscious of building that business. And it's a let you're allowed to be stuck because usually I wrote this in my blog post. When nothing's happening on the surface, it usually means you're growing deeper roots Mm. and you can't grow taller. You can't grow a more Big, a bigger, magnificent business without strong roots and a strong foundation to support that. So sometimes when you're not seeing fruits of labor, you know, the, the tree's not flowering, the flower isn't flowering, you don't have, you know, all your fruits and vegetables being produced, it's sometimes because the seed is like germinating and it's sending the roots down and it's making sure it can reach the nutrients it needs so that it can grow. Can you tell my husband's COVID project was a garden? Like, (laughs) you know, like it's not possible to be harvesting, you know, the the fruits of the labor all year round. You Mm. need to fertilize. You need to rest. There are periods of follow, you know, you need to do all that, guys. That is such great advice, right? Oh, such a good conversation. I mean, I wish I learned this when I just started or when I was, you know, even a couple years ago. Would we have listened? Would we have even listened, Steph? Maybe not. So those of you listening, if you are getting started um, or if you're further along, you know, just like take this sage advice from us who have been, you know, Ashley, I think you've been in your business like more than 10 years now. Oh God, 12 years, I think. Yeah. 12, 13, something like that. So these are definitely things that we've learned. And if we can pass any of it on to you, please take that advice. Um, because I think just like you said, Ashley, like be, know that it's not always about the harvesting in business. It's about, you know, the roots as well as about the the planting the seeds and, and things take time. There's no quick fixes. There's no magic potion. There's no magic pill in business. It just takes time. You know what the magic pill is? I just thought yeah. this, I just thought this great metaphor, the magic pill is manure and what is manure made of shit (laughs) (laughs) truly the the magic part is shit you guys you need to go through shit to get to the good stuff there's your next social media post ashley wow that's great for search engine optimization i'll tell you that much 
<laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on. I know that I wanted to leave this like a short and quick one for people to go through as like a little pep talk and reminder that we have been there. We still go through this, but it's, you know, honoring where you're at. If you're feeling stuck, if you're overwhelmed, that's okay. Sit in that. Or if it's, you know, you need, you need to go and just start strategizing and, and come up with step one. That's a good plan too. So Thank you so much. And, and, you know, I'd love for you to leave people with um, maybe where they can find you at if they want to check out your blog or if you want to talk for a second about your program. Yep. You can go to ashleysorokis.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-R-O-K-O-S-Z.com. I have a wonderful blog with over 55 blog posts. I guarantee you at least one will help you with your strategy. I'm known for my, my strategy hat, always having it on. Um, my new program is called Audience Authority. And it is a nine-month program meant to teach you teach you sustainable marketing strategies so you can grow your business to a full-time income. And you can also find me at Instagram at Ashley Sorokis. Yes, and her blog is absolutely amazing. I actually keep like the tab open on my on my browser a lot because I end up referencing your blog to a lot of my clients. So, you know, there's Thank so you. much good stuff in there, you guys. Thank yeah. you. So sweet. Well, thanks for coming on. I'm sure everybody got a lot out of this. I know I did. It's always nice to have our our chat or as I call it, our mastermind. So thanks again for always sharing your wisdom and coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.